Hello and welcome to Conspiracy Time with Eric and Aaron. Um, today I'm joined by our special guest, Sean from Pair Reality. What's going on, man? Hey, man. Good to be here. Yes, glad to have you. Um, so, if if the listeners are following following uh, episodes, um, we have uh, touched on an accident that happened uh, with yourself. So. If you want to, I know we just talked about it, but if you want to give a brief, just brief update on uh, how, how you're doing. Yeah, I'm, uh, thank you for asking. Um, I'm, I'm doing much better. Um, I've been kind of uh, keeping the people who listen to the, the podcast updated through my social media accounts, through yeah. Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and stuff. Um, so um, the, uh, 12th of November, which was, you know, right before Thanksgiving, I was uh, in an accident, um, and um, see, what, what happened, what happened was, uh, <laughs> I was, I was, I was driving, I was driving to lunch, and uh, I saw smoke, and it was black smoke, and I'm like, where's that coming from? Something's on fire, and as I got closer, you know, further down the road, the smoke was thicker, and, and it was like more prominent and I could tell I was getting closer to it and I got there and as I was passing by it was this house on the side of the road and it was freaking on fire the fire department hadn't gotten there yet and there were people running around out in the front yard so I'm like I have to stop and, and see what's going on see if I can help and I got out and this I don't know she might have been 12 you know very young girl was screaming and crying and she was pointing and she was like my kittens are in the house my kittens are in the house you have to save my kittens so I'm like, oh yeah, let's do it. And without even thinking, I just ran into the house. And uh, of course, I didn't ask her, where the hell are your kittens? You know, I just ran into the house, not thinking. I'm playing, you know, here I am. I'm, you know, dumbass running into the house. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, there's smoke and flames. And I'm like, I didn't even ask where these kittens were. And I hear in the background, so I'm like, ah, so I follow the noise, and there's a box of kittens in this bedroom, which I'm assuming is the girls. Yeah. So there's like four or five kittens in there. I pick them up, and I'm running out, and shit is falling all over the place from the flames. The, you know, loop beams are falling from the house and stuff. And uh, I tripped and fell, and a beam from the house, full-on flames, fell down and landed on my knee and shattered my patella. And uh, I managed to... Uh, I got a little burned, but not bad. Yeah, yeah. And I managed to uh, crawl myself out and push the box of kittens out in front of me, and I made it out of the house uh, somehow. I, I don't know how. Man, and, uh, yeah. that's an epic story. That really is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's also a full 100% lie. You know, that didn't happen. <laughs> uh, that's the story I like to tell people. Yeah. Because it sounds better than the real, the real thing. Mm. Uh, no, the, in reality... Uh, my wife and I started playing pickleball, and uh, it was on a Sunday, and she's like, hey, let's go play some pickleball. And um, I'm like, okay, let's go play pickleball, you know? And so we're up there, and uh, it's, a, it's a hard court, you know? And she hit this sweet drop shot over the net, and I'm like, yeah, I can get that. So I ran, and you know how you're running, and you're, you're hunched over because, you know, this chop's low to the ground, and... When I swung my paddle and hit it, it made me get off balance because I was running so fast. Yeah. And all of my weight fell onto my left knee. Mm. 
and I did. I, sh I shattered my patella. Uh, had to be in the hospital for three days. I underwent reconstructive surgery and was in a cast from the tip of my toes all the way up to my groin on my left leg and confined to a bed. For, uh, it was supposed to be six weeks, but it only wound up being five because I was a little bit ahead of uh, schedule on recovery. And now I'm in this uh, big brace that covers almost the entirety of my uh, my left leg, and I'm on crutches. Thank God I can get up and walk. Um, but it was it was pretty bad. Um, surgeon pretty much said that's one of the worst he's ever seen. Like I, ten percent of my patella is gone. It's still never to return. So they they had to take it out. Yeah, was, yeah, I mean, there was nothing they could uh, yeah. reconstruct. It. Like, I just turned it to powder. Uh, this is this is the third injury to this uh, knee mm. that I had. And this time I just finished the job, you know. I just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so I'm on crutches now and I've uh, my knee, uh, this, this brace, and turned the dials on it and so I can bend it 10 degrees a week. And I'm, I'm up to 60 degrees now, which is halfway. What? Full, full is 120 degrees, so I'm, I'm halfway there as, as of uh, yesterday. So um, I'm doing pretty good. Good. Still, still a long way to go. Yeah. It's a year's yeah. worth of recovery time, so I'm still a long way to go. I just now have, uh, of course, I suspended my podcast. This is actually the first podcast I've done. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I had uh, done a podcast in October, and before I could get one done in, in November, uh accident happened so it's the first time i've been able to do a, a podcast since uh since october so i'm anxious i'm just now getting to where i can get back here into the secret bunker you know so i know yeah a lot of stairs lead down to the secret yeah, bunker yeah. 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 yeah yeah that is true yeah um i have it's way it's way down there so <laughs> it is it is yeah it's deep yeah uh well that's um glad you're back um Back to yeah, back to the uh, you know like like you like we were we were talking before uh, we started recording. You were saying like it makes you appreciate the uh, well one just the normal functions of a you know daily person, but also those with disabilities that have to you know have a whatever it is like an amputee or some other yeah. You were saying do you appreciate the yep that, yeah yeah. It's been, I've gone from like not being able to do anything by myself for the first couple of weeks to now I can do everything except for like wash the bottoms of my feet mm. and put my, my sock and shoe on my left foot. My wife still has to, my wife has to wash my feet and put my left sock and shoe on, you know, um, it's, it's been, it's been really eye opening. I, I tell you, I mean, if you want to. Um, lose some of your dignity. Just be so helpless that someone has to do everything for you. You know, like yeah. everything. You know, the, the only thing that I would not, I absolutely put my my good foot down and refused to let her do was wipe my butt home. Because I was like, you know, it's the, it's the only, it's the last shred of dignity that I've got. You know? That's fair. And, that is fair. And if I can do it, I'm going to do it. So, you know, she had to help me onto the commode and help me off of the commode, you know, and I had to figure out, okay, because this cast went so far up, you can't sit on the commode because you can't bend your leg. So we had to rig up a garbage can so I could stick my foot out, my whole leg out, and rest it on the garbage can. I'm sitting on the toilet 
and I couldn't sit all the way back because of the way the cast was, so I had to sit kind of forward some. You know, it's just 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 this weird thing. It's like too too much information, guys. I'm sorry, but you know, um, <laughs> it's, it's just really, it was really like you said. It, it was it, it was a very. This has been a humbling experience, and I will tell you, and so will my wife, that patience was not one of the virtues that was bestowed bestowed upon me, and I've had to learn how to be patient mm. because I don't have any other choice. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, so, good. What enough about me. Yes. What have you guys been up to? <laughs> Aaron, what have you been up to since um, about what? A couple weeks ago? Um. I know it snowed yeah, where old. you are. Huh? I know it snowed a lot in uh, in in Nashville. I I blocked oh, it out of my yeah. memory, actually. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so that happened. Um, it was okay where I am. Uh, where Pat lived, it was a little worse. Mm. They like, I mean, I obviously am more closer to like the city and things happening. So they plowed, but and, like got our street was fine, but Pat's more in a neighborhood, so it wasn't great. But I had to emergency dog sit. Yes. Um, and the road that these people live on is very difficult to get to if the road is a sheet of ice. Yes. So, I had to hike like I was in like man versus wild or whatever. Like not really, but I did. I yeah. had to walk a little bit in the freezing cold up to this house. Like Yeah. But um the dog is adorable and it was it was a good time overall. But Good. Yes yeah, what I've been doing. Pat. I've been helping her dog sit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Naturally, yeah. Yep. Um yeah, so- when it was like negative 11, I'm like, I've never experienced temperatures like that. So I'm like, I'm going to, I have to get out. <laughs> I mean, I haven't, like for two months, I haven't been out of the house other than to like go to the doctor's office, you know? Right. And so I'm like, screw it. I'm going to experience this shit. So I get on my crutches and I crutch out onto the front porch. I've been there for like 30 seconds. I'm like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I felt the air. I'm good. Negative eleven. So it was. It was honestly terrible. It mm. was legitimately cold. Even you know where, I guess the three of us grew up. It was cold. I wish I, I could say the same. Wish I could say the yeah. same. <laughs> but your Sean, your uh, your dogs were loving it. Oh my God! Yeah. Uh, oh, I forgot about the, the golden uh, retriever Murphy. Is like that's his jam. He just like gets out there and sticks his head under the snow and then wallows out a little place and lays down. And he's like, "Okay, I'm good. Come back in a couple of hours." So cute, amazing. Uh, <laughs> the the other little dog, the one that doesn't have much hair, she doesn't like it much. Yeah. Speaking of dog sitting, um, she's up for adoption. If you care, she's great. Watch out. She's up for adoption. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Uh, we'll talk about that off. <laughs> she's a handful she's a handful yeah. well it's it's a uh, long story short we had a neighbor up the road she belonged to the neighbor she got cancer kicked it on down the road and before he died on his deathbed he was like told my wife we take care of my dog and she's like yeah i'll take care of your dog she wasn't expecting him to die you know and uh right. and like two weeks later he's dead my wife comes home she's like well got this dog 
great. <laughs> you know, there's, I didn't, I was not included in on the conversation. So now we have this dog, and she was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get someone to. We're just gonna foster the dog so we can find someone to to take the dog." And, and of course, she's done zero. <laughs> Now we've got this. I did not know that. That's funny. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm in the market for a dog, but I think it's a wiener dog. So, but she's almost a wiener dog. <laughs> Listen, I will consider it. <laughs> it's, it's, go go visit. I, I yeah. Somehow don't believe you, but. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, cool. I um I haven't been up to too much. I went to uh, St. Augustine, Florida. Which is an old Spanish British town. Yeah, yeah it's beautiful. Did you go to the lighthouse? Uh, we didn't go to the lighthouse, no, but they, uh, they went to the old fort that was built there in like 15 mm -hmm. something. Um, it looked so much fun. Yeah, it was really well maintained. They do a great job. Um, the, old, the college there, Flagler, is like all in like old buildings. And um, yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful town. So. Um, I wish you had told me you were going because uh, I can't remember the name off the, of it off the top of my head, but there's this uh, little Italian restaurant that's been run by this family for decades. It's a little mm. hole in the wall that has like 10 seats in it, 10 tables. Oh, wow. That is freaking oh, oh, great. Some of the best Italian food I've ever had. Yeah, we had a couple good dinners. There's um, some good restaurants. Um, staying in a little Airbnb is fun. Yeah. Or just B&B, not Airbnb. Uh, cool. Like the old days. Yeah, the old, the simple days. Um, okay. Well, we're going to start off. I know Sean is always mentioning chemtrails, posting about chemtrails. And um, I, I, I think I'll speak for Aaron on this. I obviously have heard of chemtrails, but I don't know. I don't know the whole saga of them you know when did they begin what are they trying to do um yeah. so yeah sean maybe you can just give us you know some some overview and then i'm sure we'll have questions sure sure well i the first time that that i became aware of chemtrails was back in the early 2000s and uh i was looking for uh, topics for an upcoming episode of before it was even podcasting, we were doing internet radio, and it was called Parareality Radio, and that was my that was my show. And uh, that's when I I can't even remember how I initially found out about it. But needless to say, I was kind of skeptical about chemtrails at first. But you know, being open minded and inquisitive like I am, and needing a topic for the show, I did some of my uh, some of my own research, and that ultimately led me to. Uh, talking about it on an, on an episode of the, the podcast and it actually turned to be a pretty popular one. So, uh, I've talked about it several times actually. Mm -hmm. Um, and what I learned really piqued my interest in the topic and I've continued to research it over the years. And, um, I, and there's something to it. I think that, uh, chemtrails are real. There's a lot of evidence of it. Um, so, you know, what are they? Well, since sometime around 1997 or 98, 
thousands of people started noticing airplanes spraying like X's and parallel lines and grid patterns and stuff in the sky. And we're not talking about like private planes. We're talking about like commercial sized air aircraft. And they were spraying all these different trails in the sky. Like I said, some were X's, some were parallel lines, some were grid patterns, some were just single, you know, and these trails initially look like contrails, but there's something different about them. Uh, contrails are condensation trails, and that happens when the hot engine exhaust out of the plane, it, it comes out when you're so high up in the atmosphere. When it comes out, it momentarily condenses uh, into like ice crystals, and then that, as it melts, it turns into some pencil-thin vapor trails that eventually just vanish, like the, you know, the waves behind the boat. And it, it's a lot like, uh, think of it like when it's super cold outside, like when you breathe out of in, you know, your mouth on a, on, a, on a cold day and you have to smoke the mist or whatever that comes out of your mouth, That's, think of that as like a, a contrail. And then on the other hand, you have chemtrails, and these things linger for hours in the atmosphere, and they even spread out and form large cloud-like areas in the sky. So that's kind of the difference between the chemtrails and, and the contrails. And as for what chemtrails actually are, well, there, there are several theories um, about this. Um, but uh, most of the, the documentation available points to probably some geoengineering as the reason that, that uh, these spray operations are happening. Um, it's a concept that keeps popping up in uh, major conspiracy theory websites and radio programs, podcasts, stuff like that. Um, a lot of people think, and well, it's not think, it's been it's actually, I think, been proven that there's some aluminum oxide particles that are being sprayed into the atmosphere to kind of create like a, a sunscreen or a reflective shield of sorts. Uh, some people are thinking that it's they're trying to um, uh, counteract um, climate change, formerly known as global warming. Um, there's theories that say that it's part of uh, agenda, what is it, agenda 21 or agenda 23 with yeah. the United Nations um, that has to do with um, population control and um, uh, thinning the herd, so to speak. Um, so yeah, there's all kinds of all kind of theories about you know, what's going on with chemtrails. Who's behind it? Is, um, is Klaus Schwab behind it? I'm sorry, what was that? Is Klaus Schwab behind it? <laughs> I would not <laughs> doubt it. I would not doubt if he didn't have something to do yeah. behind it. Uh, here in the, the States, um, I think it was something that was originally, uh, um, the concept was originally a government concept, mm. but keeping the true government fashion um the government really doesn't do any of their own work. They hire it out because, you know, they're too busy doing nothing. So that's going to 
interfere with that. Yeah, of course. So, um, I think that the government, the government has, has hired private companies to spray these chemtrails, and now that they've done it, it's out of their control, and I don't think that the government um, has anything to say about it anymore. I, mm. I think it's I think it's uh, um, gotten too far out of hand. Interesting. So has it so has it become uh is it become like a big airline thing thing now? Like are the are the planes that we take from city to city spraying the chemtrails? Like is that part of it? Well um it, it could be. Mm-hmm. Um I think that the Private companies who are doing it, most of them aren't doing it on commercial airliners. But the planes that they're using to spray the chemtrails with, they are the same aircraft. You know, okay. like a Boeing seven seven thirty seven yeah. or, or yeah. whatever. You know, um, I I don't think that you could put something like that on a commercial airliner and keep it secret. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't see how that would, would work. Um, it's, it's possible. Um, but I, but probably not. I don't, I don't think that's, I don't think that's, that's a feasible. Thing. I think, it, I think it's a, I think it's private, private companies, um, that are doing it, getting paid by the government and they're, they're doing it for, whatever reason um but there's been uh studies done where uh there have been heavy chemtrail uh action in the skies and, and scientists have gone out into those areas and they've done tests on the soil and the water and they found increased amounts of barium and aluminum and and stuff like that just Stuff that, you know, normally we should have, you know, some of the stuff in very small quantities. Uh, some of that stuff is, is, you know, not supposed to be there. And um, what they're finding is that it's the rates are just astronomical hmm. as to, you know, how much there is. And it's all in areas where there are maybe chemtrails. Um one of the things is that um, areas that are more densely populated, like, I don't know, Nashville, Orlando, you know, uh, Houston, Dallas, you know, Los Angeles, uh, big major metropolitan areas, you see chemtrails there a lot more than out in the rural areas. Hmm. Um, and that could also have something to do with the fact that there's not only are there more people, but you probably have a you know major airport there. You yeah. Know? Um, so there's more there's more airplanes. So if there's more airplanes in the sky, then there's what better way to disguise your chemtrail airplanes is you know well we've got a lot of air traffic coming in. Let's just mix them in with that because they're going to be flying the same you know courses uh, that a lot of the, of the other major airlines are going to be flying. I would assume. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and you, you tend to see them on um, clear, cloudless, sunny days. Mm-hmm. 
a lot a lot more than than any other time. Um, and Aaron had mentioned right before we started, um, uh, I posted a picture on my Instagram and, and on my Twitter, <coughs> excuse me, about uh, nighttime chemtrails. <clears throat> and I think they've always been around because you're going to spray during the day and you're going to be spraying at night too. I think they've always been around, but it seems like uh, the last few years I've been noticing those in the sky a lot more. And I don't know if that's just because um, spraying more or because I'm looking up more, you know, um, I, I don't know, but, uh, it's, it, it stands to reason that it's, it's rare that you see them at night. You know, I think the, the circumstances have to be right for you to see them at night. Yeah. A lot harder to see at night than the day. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they wouldn't just spray them exclusively at night, but you know, <laughs> I'm not in saw a post that was going pretty viral on social media that was like, New Hampshire becomes the second state to ban chemtrails. And yeah, so yeah, I, went into, uh, I did a little dive on that. I wouldn't call it a deep dive, a very short dive. I was wading in the shallow end of this topic. And uh, so th- there was New Hampshire bill like 1170 or something like that. And um, it was to like prevent... It was a bill saying that they were going to penalize any company that uses certain chemicals in the upper atmosphere that's bad for the environment or bad for human health. I don't know mm-hmm. that it it or, or not. I don't know that it's gotten the votes it needs to pass, but that was proposed this month. And the reason it said it was the second, there was another county in Texas a while ago that proposed a similar measure, but I don't think that either of those have like actually become official laws as of yet. And then I also kind of was curious about the type of things that you're talking about. Like, okay, what is a chemtrail? Because there is the condensation that you were talking about. The jet engine Mm -hmm. is super hot, sucks in air, becomes super hot and on its way out as it hits the cool air, like crystallizes, freezes, becomes a cloud for a little while. And that's just how an airline or how an airplane works. And mm-hmm. that's not necessarily anything nefarious. Then there's, if you just type in cloud seeding, like it's got a whole Wikipedia page. Yeah. Like what cloud seeding is. So like there are these things outside of just the contrails that you were talking about that do exist that, mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't, I don't remember it all off the top of my head, but yeah, that's like a weather modification thing that i guess is if it's on wikipedia you know it's it's not a secret <laughs> right, right. So, yeah there there are things outside of that but i was curious based on that like viral uh instagram thing that i saw like what's going on so i think that that one was a little over the top with its conclusion but based on something that's going on there are lawmakers that are interested in this topic that are trying to prevent anything getting out of hand. So I, th- yep. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. It's, it's, it's um, um, got yeah, a it, lot of, I'm, I'm looking for the right word to say. It's got, a, it's got a lot of, um, I'm not going to say backing, but uh, the interest has been peaked uh, about this in the last, I would say probably, decade or so and it's spilling out more than just oh conspiracy theorists and stuff i think people are actually finally 
you know, looking up in the sky and going, you know, maybe there's something to it. This is this feel and look funny. Yeah. And they're they're in like I remember when we were talking about it a couple weeks ago and I was like I was just driving like in the city and it was such a beautiful day and I looked up and literally these things were in shapes in the sky. Like perfect like triangles of like Mm-hmm. It looked like an airplane, what the contrail stuff, but it was like it was like no way. It looks too, too like what's sort of geometric or something. It was really strange. Yeah, it's, it's amazing how some of the patterns will be uh, geometric. I've seen uh, square patterns mm-hmm. before. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at the cloud seeding page on Wikipedia, so it's. It's not a secret, and cloud seeding is a type of weather modification that aims to change the amount or type of precipitation that falls from clouds by dispersing substances into the air that serve as cloud condensation or ice nuclear, which alter the microspherical process within the cloud. Its effectiveness is debated. So, yeah, it, there's something. <laughs> I would be curious to know if there was aluminum spraying of types going on because that's obviously something that would be very bad for people's health um and then exactly. i was also seeing something i think it was like people magazine or something that did a fact check thing on that that exact post that i was curious about about new Hampshire being the second state to ban chemtrails and you know i'm not always going to be on the same page as a fact checker because, uh, you know, they seem to, in this particular uh, article, allude to that, you know, the World Economic Forum is full of people who have our best intentions at, at heart, which I, I don't necessarily agree with. Um, but it was, that's where I got the information. That's where it led to some of this information of like, okay, they're talking about this bill and this bill hasn't passed and like, it's not, it's probably not going to, uh, and the others, you know, Texas as a state didn't ban chemtrails. There was a County that tried to do something about, uh, protecting their airspace from different kinds of pollution. But, uh, it was an eight page bill, the one in New Hampshire and I'm from Massachusetts. So I'm a little bit more curious about that one, but I haven't read all eight pages yet. It was saying that you, people could get up to a half a million dollar in fines or two years in prison, or up to two years in prison, or both, or uh, pollution in the air. You know, it's, like, it's like speeding in a work zone on the highway. Right. You know, like signs. <laughs> yeah. That seems incredibly hard to enforce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, on one hand, it seems uh, like there's something to it if there's lawmakers that are concerned about it, but um, I, I certainly don't know enough yet. I've all I, all I really heard of was the cloud seeding, the weather modification stuff. And uh, the weather modification stuff is just interesting. Like, oh, yep, they can yep. modify the weather? That's pretty, yep. that's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. think about on its face. Um, and also, like, whose idea was it? Who's approving this? I don't know. I'm sure there's reasonable explanation for some of it, especially if it's like farming or something. Like, oh, we need more rain or we're going to starve. It's like, oh, well, I mean, I don't want to starve. So that maybe yeah. that's a good idea. It's like a bad way to go. Yeah. 
but yeah, you know, you're you're right about if they're spraying aluminum, that it's you know probably not healthy for us. Um, and like I said, it's, it's been discovered in areas where there's heavy chemtrail activity that things like uh, barium, magnesium, manganese, aluminum, lead, uh, iron, uh, sodium, um, uh, are, are there in abundance, you know, and they're, they're being found under kind of like unusual circumstances in our drinking water supplies, in ponds, rivers, lakes, in the soil, um, in uh, Southern California, in um, I believe it's the Mount Shasta area, they did uh, an analysis there and the aluminum uh, levels there, uh, it, it was a, a pond in Mount Shasta, I believe, and they, they measured the aluminum levels there and uh, it was like 12,000 micrograms per liter of aluminum and the normal that's considered to be safe is 0. 0.5 wow. micrograms per liter. Wow. So, so that means that, that the levels have increased by what, 24,000 times or some shit like that? Yeah. You know, that's, you're talking about Water. Um, so. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, a, I mean, that's like a separate topic we could go into about how bad the water actually is in, in the U.S., <laughs> which oh, yeah. is something I just stumbled on like a year ago after drinking tap water for fucking years, but, um, but now you can't drink bottled water because it's got like a hundred times yeah. more you know, plastic particles yeah. in it. Literally, our Eric and I's parents just, like, read, like, my dad just found, like, some article on this, like, two weeks ago, and it, he was literally, like, he was like, Eric, have you heard about, and, like, we've been talking about this for at least a year, <laughs> yeah. so, yeah, but yeah. he was just, like, terrible, he's like, what are we even, what can we even drink or eat? Yeah, what can that, we do, like, yeah. You know, and it's so true, but. Yeah, I saw a, a, a meme, I think it was on Instagram, where. Someone posted uh, this person like at a grocery counter or, or restaurant or something. It was like, yeah, I would like to you know get the food that doesn't have all the cancer-causing agents in it. And the response was, yeah, we can get that, but it'll cost extra. And that's kind of what it's like. Yeah. yeah. If you want to eat healthy, you're going to have to pay extra to do it, which is stupid. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Um, I, this is, this is somewhat related, um, not directly, but I was, um, I was listening to, um, uh, Joe Rogan and they were doing, I was watching the UFC fights and they do like a, they do like a, uh, live stream, but, um, Eddie Bravo, who I'm sure everyone's at least familiar with the name, um, he was talking about um, these these airships that were like the precursors to planes, like the Hindenburg, um, which is the one most famously that blew up and caught on fire. Um, but he was talking about all these old um, all these old pictures of like of these airships in the air, and there's ze zeppelins um, or um, what do they call them now? Blimps. 
They're like blimps. But they were like all over the place, apparently. Um, like travel. Like you could get in them and travel from place to place. And um, he was saying that the uh, the Hindenburg was like the big event that like took that out of history because it blew up. A bunch of people got killed, caught on fire. And so, and then the Wright brothers, obviously, with the airplanes. And then the Nazis creating the first jet, jet engine powered plane. Um, I just thought that progression is a little interesting. <laughs> yeah, that is. You know, there's all kind of conspiracy theories going around about the Hindenburg, about what happened to it, why it blew up, and what actually caused it. Yeah. Because it was massive. It was, it was huge. So big, and it just caught on fire and blew up. And one of the reasons why that was, uh, I guess, so big in history was because there was, there was actually uh, a radio reporter, because this was a big deal, the Hindenburg coming in, you know? Yeah. And there was a radio reporter that was on the ground that was reporting on the whole thing when it blew up. And you have live, you know, coverage of an actual disaster happening as it was going on. And this guy's reaction to the whole thing was, you know, it's what made the, the event faint. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I it's... mean, can you imagine, you know, take the Titanic. Yeah. It's probably one of the, the most famous shipwrecks ever. And can you imagine what it would have been like if there had been like some dude in a boat, <laughs> you know, like recording the whole thing, <laughs> you know, can you imagine? Yeah, that'd be wild. That would have been. Um, yeah, it's, well, the Titanic is baffling. And then those, and then those guys, those guys that went down to try to see it in that little submersible. And then, <laughs> man, yeah, I don't, I don't like to... I know they died, but like, man, that was just not the smartest decision. No, she's no. controlled by an Xbox controller. Oh my god! Yeah. Um. Anything else on chemtrails? No. I, I, yeah. I, well, I mean, I could talk about them for a long time. But yeah. Want to yeah, get? That was great. Yeah. No, that was that was good. Good coverage. Um. Uh. Okay, Pat. You got the air. <laughs> All right. So we were out last night and somehow like Whitey Bulger came up and I was like, oh, wasn't he part of like MK Ultra experiments? Like, what are you even talking about? And I was like, you know what? What am I even talking about? Let me figure out that out and I'll get back to you. So I found it today. Um, let me see. I saved the link somewhere. At this point last night, I had zoned out of the conversation. And then this morning he's like, "Aaron, I found it." Right. I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Was he, Whitey Bulger was was he a hitman or a mobster? So okay, so some backstory for those who don't know. I'm from Boston, so he was the head of the Irish mob in Boston, basically. Ah, okay. Um, and so the conventional story, and this is all true, um, is basically you know he's from South, so South Boston's like the poor Irish part of Boston or historically it was anyways. Um, and so he was from that area. And when he grew up and became like a teenager or whatever, got into crime and stuff, but his best friend from childhood went the other way and ended up becoming, um, 
being in the FBI, and his brother ended up being like a senator. Uh, so by the time you know they're they're all adults and well into their life, whatever, he's uh, a mob boss um, for the for the Boston Irish mob, basically, and. His friend is a director at the FBI in Boston, and his brother is a senator or uh, works at a high position in the government. I forget which one it is. And um, so he had an, he kept on getting arrested but being let out of jail. And the cops, the Boston cops, they had no idea why. And we now know that he had a deal with his, the FBI because his best friend from childhood was the director there that he would inform on the Italian mob. So he had, like, informant protection status, so he kept on getting let out of jail, even though, like, they knew he was a murderer. And so the deal was, like, because earlier, before he, like, really rose to power, the Italian mob was way worse. Yeah. And they, like, were always trying to get them, but they, they just could never get anything solid on the leadership. So he had this protection status where he was like, I'll inform on the Italian mob if you overlook what I'm doing with the Irish mob. And anyways, it basically like spiraled out of control because he was just killing so many people and was like dealing so much heroin. And I think Boston had like the highest crime rate per capita at some point in the nineties. And it was because it it was him basically. Um, So anyways, they figured somebody in the FBI figured out that there was a collusion going on between the two of them. Uh, they both, um, Whitey got um, a warrant for his arrest from the FBI. Now it wasn't local police, so he couldn't get let out. He was hiding in California for like 16 years. They found him a while ago. But anyways, in hindsight, now uh, journalists have found out that before he became the crime boss in Boston, when he was he had gone to jail for some low-level petty crime and was in a prison where they were running the MK Ultra experiments. And in it, they were offering the prisoners a, um, a deal that was like, hey, if you participate in this research for schizophrenia, then you get a reduced sentence. But And now we know that those were LSD experiments. Damn. And so I found an article from PBS, so like a reliable source that's about one of the jurors. And the title is, After Learning of Whitey Bulger LSD Tests, Juror Has Regrets, one of the jurors that convicted mm. him of murder to life in prison. Um, and it's saying, trying to find some of it here. Yeah, so it's a little clip from the article. Gottlieb, who was the CIA director or the director of this program, I forget exactly, but Gottlieb's secret program known as MKUltra enlisted doctors and other subcontractors to administer LSD in large doses to prisoners, addicts, and others unlikely to complain. In Bulger's case, the mobster and fellow inmates were offered reduced time for their participation and they uh, and told they would be taking part in medical research to cure schizophrenia. Uh, so, yeah, he was he was part of the MK Ultra experiments, and that's pretty wild to know that, especially with all the other ties that he had with his friend in the FBI, his brother as the senator. Um, it just kind of piles onto the wild situation that it was, and apparently, you know, you've got even jurors at from his murder trial being like, "Hold on, whoa, I didn't know that he was part of government mind control operations." <laughs> 
So where is the ex- my thoughts a little bit, and I remember seeing it on the news when I was when this was happening. I forget that I was in high school or college, and uh, like everybody knows who Whitey Bulger is. Like I was dating a girl in South Boston. Her aunt had all everybody in South Boston has a story about Whitey Bulger. Like, he was a great guy. He was not, uh, <laughs> but um, but I remember seeing that he was like his final statements when like you know they're like do you have any statements for the court at the end of the trial yeah i didn't get a fair trial uh this was ridiculous <laughs> and i like i just put out those thoughts together recently like oh that's what probably what he was saying not that i have any sympathy for him because he was definitely a criminal that killed a lot of people and would destroy his own community with drugs but um that is just a wild thing like put those oh he was probably like guys the government gave me LSD and turned me into a murderer. Like, I would have liked to have said that on the stand that he could. It should have. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wild stuff. So, thought that would be useful. And, and not out of the realm of possibility either, right? You know? Right, because kind of goes possible. back to the, uh, the Charles Manson type stuff where he kept on getting let out of jail all the time and they didn't know why. And he, they couldn't lock him up until after they had done whatever the, the stuff where they tried, where they murdered the woman and tried to make it seem like frame somebody else to try and like start a race war or something. And he was distributing LSD mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of like, oh, was this kind of the same thing over here, just on the other side of the country? And yeah. it's like 20 years later. Yeah, the dodge, man. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> So interesting to think about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to 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 basically say that like the government picks these people and then puts them in positions to where they can literally control what they do. Right. I mean, that's fucking terrifying. (laughs) It's really terrifying. Our government at work. Yeah. Right. It's like the Manchurian Candidate. <clears throat> and then it's just wild to know that PBS will say it and just think, wait, hold on, what? <laughs> yeah. This was on PBS and we're all just walking around living our lives? <laughs> well, yeah, you got too many distractions, you know? Got to... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. But, that, is a, that is a good one and I honestly have had not heard of that, so good find. Yeah. Neither had anyone else that was there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's to be... Yeah. That yeah, that's a very um region regional specific um you know uh yeah. personality. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um well good. Uh we got a few minutes left. Um Aaron, you got anything? I know you haven't talked a lot. Well, that's for the better. Yeah, I have some. I have some fun facts. Oh yeah, 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 um, yeah. Close us out. Aaron. Yes. So this is just this is one that I have literally no. I did no research into this one. But okay. I saw a video, and honestly, Eric, it might have came from you. I Probably. Remember, yeah. It was a police officer, and he was he was saying that they are never trained to spot. Like, they're trained to spot fake IDs, but they never actually look at a fake ID in their training. So they only look at, like, a real ID from every state, but they are, for some reason, never given a fake ID. Wow. And 
the gist of the video at the end was like, it wasn't really about that, but it was about like living your life with like discernment and like being able to be like, okay, I know what's right. Therefore I can figure out what is wrong or mm. like unjust. Interesting. Or, you know, that was the gist of it. But I just thought that was crazy because here in Nashville, like our parents get ID'd and I'm like, are you like, why are you IDing them? Yeah. So yeah. we just thought it was funny. And I saw that video and yeah. So last night we were at dinner and we were, I was telling them about it, but, um, so they're just out here really guessing. And yeah. Are Sounds about right. <laughs> um, so this is crazy to me and I, I literally have never understood how this is possible, but it's that thing how in a, if there's 23 people in a room, there's a 50% chance that two people will have the same birthday. Yeah, uh, so I have you ever um <laughs> have have you ever paid attention to your Facebook birthdays and how many people that you know that have the same birthday? Yep. And it it's it's I mean, I guess it makes it's not weird, but like I look at it and I'm like, "Oh, that person I went to high school with has the same birthday as this person I just met." Or it's just, it's just strange, yeah. I know, I feel like in my life it doesn't happen, but I agree on Facebook, mm-hmm. I'm baffled. Like, mm-hmm. six people will have the same birthday. Yeah. You're like, yeah. what? Yeah. How does the math on that work out? So there's a 1 in 365 chance. Somebody I don't know, says, but we're on a time limit. Yep. <laughs> Pat, I, I, I agree. I would love to know the details. But <laughs> nope. Damn um, having some technical difficulties. Oh. Okay, I lost them for a second. Um, and we. Yeah, looks like it's still on. Well, um, if that's the end of the episode, um, I hope everyone enjoyed it. Apologies for the technical difficulties, but unfortunately. That is what happens when um, when you're working with um, when you're working virtually. So um, you can follow us on Facebook at at um, Conspiracy Time with Eric and Aaron, and make sure you follow us. Um, I'm working on getting the artwork on Apple Podcasts moved over to Conspiracy Time. Um, but you can follow us on there uh, at our old name, World We Live In Podcast. Um, make sure you follow, rate, and review. I mean, you can follow us on Twitter at World We Live Pod. And yeah, I think that's going to be it. Unfortunately, I am uh, I'm not able to get them back. So hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, follow also follow. Um, um, Sandman at uh, Parareality Radio, and um, he'll he'll get back on it um, after his after his rehab, um, and uh, that's about it. So, thank you guys for listening. Um, we'll catch you later. Be safe and take it easy.